Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Mark Tamsula and Barbara Rosner. We recorded this at their room in the Northwest Portland Hostel last week during the Portland Old Time Music Gathering. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout-out to Chris Wagle for signing up to support the show on Patreon. I love making Get Up in the Cool. Couldn't do it without people like Chris, so thank you all so much for making this happen. If you haven't signed up to fund the show yet, you can follow the link in this episode's show notes on your podcast app to patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Find a level that you can comfortably sustain, and of course, get some exclusive rewards like full video episodes, access to the bonus track podcast, the tune archive, and online banjo workshops. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Mark Tamsula and Barbara Rosner. Enjoy. Tim Sula and Barbara Rosner. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, good tune. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, what's the name of that tune? That's called Walter Ireland's Reel. It's part of the Sam Byard collection, uh, the Pencil- Southwestern Pennsylvania fiddle tunes, and um, that came from the fiddler Walter Ireland. It was one of his uh, nameless uh, submissions, so we just attached his name. To you attached his name. Uh, we attached so. his name because there's plenty of these tunes that are just called old reels or old dance sure. tunes in the book yeah what is, what is it called in the book is it co- uh just an old reel just called old and old reel <laughs> old, old yeah. reel. yeah 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 um so you've been on the show before yeah uh, and welcome for the first time to you thank you yeah. so much Cameron. Yeah. um <laughs> but uh southwestern pennsylvania music and i guess to some extent central um Pennsylvania music as well. I think we played some last time, did we? There's a couple that came uh, from a different source. We, The majority of what uh, Richard Withers and I have been working with uh, comes from the Sam Byard collections, Yeah. but we also have a field recording of uh, some fiddlers 
out uh, near York County. Yeah. Uh, Bill Guype was one of the sources out there. Uh, Tracy Schwartz had recorded him back in the 70s. Yeah. So uh, we like to throw some of his tunes in there, too. Sure. But that's your chosen old-time canon. Like, to you, that's, like, what old-time is. Like, that's what you put all your energy into. Well, that's where we're from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not getting noticed uh, in the large part. Uh, it's, Pennsylvania's uh, a, still a part of Appalachia. You yeah. know, um, I think maybe there's more geographic area of Appalachia in the state of Pennsylvania um, than elsewhere. True, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Richard and I uh, started back in 2011. We put out uh, Up in the Batten House that year, and we've put out uh, five albums since then. The, the newest one is Rural Valley Melodies. When, when will you be through all of the tunes? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many are there that are like collected by Byers? Um, well, when you include all of the uh, variations on the same tune, uh, versions, sure. different versions of the same title, uh, you include all those. There's over 1,300 tunes yeah. in his books. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so <laughs> we maybe played through 10% so far. <laughs> but in terms of the cherry picking, you probably there's still some good ones to come, right? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Uh, before uh, we did this uh, new album, I thought we'd kind of you know seen all the the best parts uh, till now, and then we decided. Uh, we, we, and we were just taking tunes from all the different places that Bayard went to. Yeah. You know, the fiddlers are kind of spread out in, in quite a few counties. And I thought, well, what if we just focused in one specific region? And Armstrong County had some fiddlers that I was really getting to like uh, some of their tunes. Um, this uh, fellow named A.J. Hogg was one of them. And, uh, and there's a number of his tunes on this latest album. But uh, then we looked at all the other fiddlers from the area, and I thought, well, there's more than I thought, uh, more of the tunes that I was really uh, taking a liking to. I may have asked this question last time, but I'm just going to ask it again, just in case. What we just played, how similar is that to what's written down in the transcription by Bayard? Oh... Um. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering how many liberties do you take? To what extent are the liberties like, like kind of like intentional, or are you like, if you take a liberty, is it like, this is how I think it would have been played? Or yeah. we we start off getting it note for note. Sure. We really want to hear what's going on, and I think it's just nature takes its course. Yeah. You know, we we start to have fun with it, and yeah. or things, something that's just kind of uh, awkward, the way it's written. And I decide, okay, you know, I'm going to like it so much better if I just put a little twist to, to some of the notes. And uh, I, I don't think, I mean, we're not intentionally uh, rewriting these, but it does happen that we play them to, to fit the way we right. play our, our own style. And you're one of the very few tradition bearers, and like the tunes are going to change one way or, or another and it makes sense if anyone's going to make little adjustments that it <laughs> that it should be you and, and richard yeah well that seems fair yeah you know, there's and like i said there's plenty of versions of the same tune from different fiddlers right and yeah. that says it right there you know yeah. there, there is no set uh, rule of how any one tune is supposed to sound so yeah we we took our shot at it <laughs> i mean one of the things i've picked up 
knowing Mark and, and recently getting exposed to this fantastic Southwestern Pennsylvania fiddling and fife tradition is that, um, you know, the more you play the tunes, the more they kind of develop on their on their own, I think. And what you told me, Mark, was that, you know, you and Richard and Dave have spent quite a lot of time playing the tunes over time, and then you've introduced them to some of us at festivals and so forth. So playing them with other people then also, I've from for me personally, I've seen how those tunes have kind of evolved. Yeah. And so it was exciting when the album finally came out to hear the three of you playing these tunes and, and sort of where what the outcome was. Hmm. Um, I mean, it seems like that's always been a goal of yours is that you're looking at material that was primarily written down. I mean, Bayard was transcribing from these fiddlers. There isn't as much oral field recording tradition that's available. So it's kind of like you're almost reenacting the experience of of playing those tunes, which is, you know, they kind of, it's like taking an old fiddle that's been sitting in a case for 50 years and playing on it and all of a sudden things start happening. I'm always really interested, yeah, like when I read from source transcriptions, it's like, how how accurate and how good was this transcriber? You know, like, were they saying, oh, that's just an ornament, like that's not the core of the tune, you know, like, and if the fiddler is playing it differently every time, are they like, deciding, like making an average when they write it down, that kind of thing, you know? Mm. So. Yeah, I think it makes sense to sort of reverse engineer (laughs) back out from it. What what do you want to play next? Uh, How about uh, about the Jim Briner's quadrille? Great. Uh, This is going to be on our next album. (laughs) We haven't recorded this yet. Um, Ready?
bizarre tune. <laughs> I've never played anything like that. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, um, Jim Briner was a uh, big part of the uh, contributing uh, group of fiddlers. He was from Dunbar, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's a small town south of Pittsburgh, about an hour drive. Um, there was a big collection of uh, fiddling families down there in the 1940s when uh, Bayard was going in. Uh, so um, uh, Jim Reiner was around there, uh, the Martins, Emery Martin and Charles Martin, a couple other Martins, uh, Irwin Yager Jr. Uh, there are a lot of the uh, tunes in the Hill Country Tunes book uh, features them, the Dunbar collection. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, a few times that I've paged through it, seeing Dunbar come yeah. up quite a bit. Yeah. Wow, uh, yeah, the form of that is so interesting, especially that B part. And then that A part with the, like, uh, truncated <laughs> first phrase. Yeah, that really hurt my brain earlier when I was trying to learn that in a nice way <laughs> I mean I think that's a tune that I mean since I've been playing it with you Mark it's really grown on us I mean it's it's got kind of this sort of weird crookedness to both the A and the B part but it's got a lot of charm and the more you play it the more it's like we'll finish playing it and we're all like oh I really like that tune you know it just because it is kind of different. Yeah. Uh, and Jim Briner, and uh, there was another fiddler from there, Jonah Hughes. Um, there on a video that was taken by Dave Christie back in the 1980s, and you can find that on mm. YouTube. Um, Dave was doing uh, a bunch of music collection way back then. Dave's the guitarist who joins us on some of our albums. Cool. Um, and Do they play this tune in the video? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, I'd have to sit through it. To... Yeah, that'd be interesting if that was on there. And then uh, there was a, uh, if you can find this, there was a uh, PBS uh, program done back in the 70s called People Don't Just Whistle Anymore. And they go down there and, and they're filming a lot of these guys, uh, oh. filming, uh, fiddling. Uh, Jim Briner, they talked to him on some of that. Um, and that was Penn State uh, Radio, or Penn State Television. I guess we should do our last A tune. Um, right, um, Saratoga Hornpipe. Yeah. So, uh, and you mentioned uh, your, your observation, and, and we sort of all concurred. Uh, a lot of folks know of the uh, Sarah Armstrong's old reel. Yeah. Uh, which is another one of the nameless tunes, you know, they just attached her name to it, uh, but uh, we never really knew the right name of it. For people listening who, for some reason, can't bring it to mind, it's the one that goes... Yeah. So uh, this is the first tune uh, we've come across, and I'm thinking, this is a really close uh, relative of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a title, Saratoga Hornpipe. Uh, this version comes from Wilbur Neal, uh, Jefferson County. Um, there was uh, two other versions that Bayard put in the book with it. Uh, another one was from a nameless, uh, the contributor was uh, didn't have a title for it, it was nameless. And the third contributor was a fiddler 
uh, from Ligonier, Pennsylvania, named Tink Queer, who um, was really well known in his day. Uh, played for lots of contests. Was and lots of his music uh, can be found uh, with field recording type stuff. Anyway, he called it Queer's Hornpipe yeah. and claimed he wrote it. But um, even Bayard mentioned that he, he didn't seem to think that's the case because this tune is already in, in different regions and, uh, and and seemed to suggest that it, it existed before uh, Tink uh, manufactured his version. Yeah, and Barbara, didn't you have some sort of thread on it as well? Yeah, so I mean, after uh, you know, I got exposed to this tune, um, Mark and I were visiting, and I had on the um, CD player um, along the Ohio shores a compilation of Kentucky music mm. that John Harrod produced with, um, I think that one with Gus Mead. And there's a tune on there played by Harold Zimmerman called Kenny Roth's Number Two. And, you know, that was also an unnamed tune by the fiddler Kenny Roth um, that was recorded by John. And we were listening to it, and it's this spitting image of Saratoga Hornpipe. I mean, the B part almost identical, and even the A part. Yeah. So. Another interesting thread on, you know, yeah. where did this tune come from? or So we might never know. <laughs> yeah, it is a, I mean, it is a very particular tune. Like, I, yeah, I really haven't heard all, a lot of other tunes like it. It's pretty it, fun to yeah, play. Yeah, like, you were just like, that sounds like Sarah Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice in A. Yeah. 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 All right. Saratoga, here we go. Two, three, Thank you. 
<laughs> Good tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it uh it really it rips in this high key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I love old reel in D, but when you play it up here it's like it feels like a square dance tune. <laughs> it's uh, funny too with hornpipes. I mean anything that anybody ever calls it's a hornpipe, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, hornpipe and the, you know, they're all varied but yeah. it's funny because this one I'm like Oh yeah, Saratoga Hornpipe. That's why I love it because it's a hornpipe. <laughs> I think I'm gonna just start calling it, regardless of the version. I'm just gonna start calling it Queer's Hornpipe because I think that's the best title. <laughs> I like it pretty well. <laughs> it's, just, it's all uh, relative, yeah. relative, right? <laughs> just play it, camera. Yeah. That's the thing. Let's get these tunes out there. That's that's the goal. Uh, I need to get to D real quick, so... Okay, yeah, we can all try to do a little bit. I've arrived. Okay. I'm in D. <laughs> um, so here's a version of Jay Bird, and it comes from a fifer named Harry Elliott of Clarion County. Um, and all these other... If it's not Armstrong County, these were just the surrounding counties. We, we stuck to that region on this... Uh, last album so um, they're just uh, really this tune really works for me you know mm -hmm. uh, I love the original uh, the standard Jaybird that everyone plays but um, are you do you mean like the died of a whooping cough well, or is there because that's the only Jaybird tune that I personally know I don't remember uh, recognizing that one in this Interesting. Okay, the, great. The usual Jay Bird that I'm yeah. familiar with, uh, and this one has uh, enough twists to it. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's different enough, but uh, yeah. I, I really gotten to like this. So uh, here's Harry Elliott's Jay Bird.
Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Thanks for pointing out the other Jaybird. Yeah, I think I can I think I can hear it in there. Yeah, yeah some people tell me that uh, maybe I'm just projecting it on. <laughs> I can't always hear it myself. But, yeah. uh, I actually could hear it a little bit when we were playing it, but this one to me really feels like a bird. I can hear the birds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like act, <laughs> just the <laughs> bird <laughs> behavior in yeah. it, and the way it kind of goes from like, um, I mean, the way that these guys worked out the chord changes and the arrangement, where like the G goes when the timing of the chord changes, mm -hmm. the way that that Dave and and Richard and and Mark do it, just feels like a bird's actions. <laughs> <laughs> it always when I play it, I think of that. <laughs> Good impressionistic music. It is. Hmm. Well, I gotta, I gotta tune again. Okay. <laughs> Let me get to G. Uh, Should we mention that we're here in Portland and we're yeah. Uh, yeah. on our West Coast tour? Is this your first time at the Portland Old Time Music Gathering? It is for me. Yeah. Right on. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I asked Mark if he might want to check out Portland. You know, because the Old Time Gathering is. A good time and when I used to live on the west coast I'd come up here um, and you get you get all the Pacific Northwest and folks that you know you'll see over here like folks that go to Centralia and yeah. fiddle tunes and all that kind of thing but um, we were invited by our friend Frank Blade and and Martha Jackson is make a stop up in Seattle so we just went up there and then we're going to be headed to the Bay Area to my old stomping grounds and playing a few tunes. Richard Withers is going to join us and we'll be showcasing rural valley melodies and this wonderful southwestern Pennsylvania music yeah. to hopefully, you know, bring more of these tunes to the to the minds and hearts of people, you know. Because Sarah Armstrong, when I started playing old time, I mean, we always played Sarah Armstrong's tune or the old yeah. reel and you know some other tunes like snouts and ears and yeah. <laughs> maggots in the sheep hide i mean you know i've got my favorites but you know mark and and richard and dave have really brought like the whole portfolio of amazing music and so this is a good opportunity to say dudes let's check it out you know this stuff is good yeah. stuff <laughs> i love the idea that you're going to the bay area too because it's almost like the like the opposite the opposite end. You're taking it all the way over. Well, you know, from my perspective, I mean, I lived in the Bay Area for a long time, and I really grew to love old-time music, and I'm probably known as an old-time bass player. And, you know, now I'm playing a lot more old-time guitar, and I'm learning the fiddle. But um, in the on, there's a lot of tunes that are played on the West Coast, and, and you're from here, but tunes are collected, and... And sometimes people don't actually go to the place that the tunes originated. Yeah. And when I made my move to Kentucky four years ago, my intent was to really go to the physical source of where a lot of the music originated, um, you know, to discover what regional old time was today and, and are there still vestiges of these sounds in different regions. And then actually, you know, tunes like, Waynesboro or you know 
tunes about the big sandy yeah, and and just yeah. yeah you know all of these different um types of music that came from these places because of people that were living there people that emigrated there um people that were traveling from place to place but there were things about the place the context that really give this music i think the essence and what i'm passionate about and so for me personally you know, having my friend Mark Tamsula and then my friend Richard Withers come is to say, you know, these folks, there's something about people that really care about preserving this American tradition in their region and, and care enough to bring that music out and want to share it. Um, you know, just to point out, you know, we can't all travel around the country. We're yeah. not all privileged to do that, but to bring the contextual element together with the tune yeah. and point out that that's, there's a lot of importance in that. Um, and you know, I think people here really do care about sources and they care about history, um, but you know, place and events and community, um, I think are really important too and, and had a big element in why these tunes came about. Yeah, hmm. well said. <laughs> I love this music and I, I mean, I feel really privileged because I've, spent a lot of time in West Virginia and Kentucky, which is my home now, and now Pennsylvania, yeah. um, Virginia. I mean, you know, you name it, there's just such great traditional music that's alive and well, and it's it's just great that, you know, people of all ages are picking it up and, and wanting to play these tunes, so mm. more, more tunes. More tunes. Yeah. I like the title of this next one quite a bit. <laughs> Is this a person's name? Bummers? I believe it is. Uh, maybe someone named John Bummer. John Bummer. Well, it's not the Fiddler. It's This is a common tune in other places oh, outside of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah I've never heard the title before. Uh, um, yeah, somebody last night, we played a jam uh, at, uh, in Seattle, and somebody uh, showed me... Uh, Played for me a recording that Tracy Schwartz did with a band ah. some years ago. They mm. did a version of this. Uh, yeah, it, it, the tune's gotten around quite a bit. Um, but as it turns out, in uh, in Byard's source, uh, he had all these versions of Patty on the Turnpike from different yeah. fiddlers, and this was listed as one of them. This Patty on the Turnpike was the title that this particular fiddler called. Okay. Uh, Curtis Cooper is the guy, the fiddler's name. He called it uh, Patty, and uh, Bayard mentioned in the notes, doesn't really match with all the others, but it does sound a lot like Bummer's Reel. Oh. And uh, he, he kind of left it at that. You know, he, yeah. he, he allowed for the fiddler's uh, claim that it was, uh, must have misnamed it. Interesting. Anyway, uh, we decided, no, this is Bummer's Reel. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and this is a tune that you asked earlier about how does this compare uh, with the way they sounded. This this happened to be one that Byard recorded. He started using tape recording in the late 1940s. And Richard and I, first we got it out of the book and, you know, interpreted it from, yeah. from reading it. And then I found the recording and I decided, no, I like what we're doing better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he, he played it faster, and, and somehow I just thought, you know, that guy didn't quite... Uh... 
do it the way I He should I, read that music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird. You should listen to Mark. <laughs> to do and before we do that where should people go to get all of your albums and to keep up with when you're playing live and things like that well they can find uh, they can purchase downloads of all the albums 
from my website store, Snap and Bug Music, um, or snapandbug.com, and go to that, and you'll find the links to the store. Uh, so they're all up there for for downloads. Uh, to purchase uh, the, the printed copies, uh, the first four albums can be purchased through Elderly Instruments. Okay. Um, the only way you'll get a uh, real copy of the new album is to find us in person. Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so we're out here in Portland right now. We'll yeah. be in San Francisco next weekend, or, or the weekend following uh, the Portland Festival. Well, I'll have to release this next week then, <laughs> right. so that it uh, so that it comes out in time. Yeah, let people know. Or then following me back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, we sure appreciate your having us on, Cameron. Yeah, great yeah. to see you. Yeah, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your out of your festival. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, what do you want to do for the last two? Uh, I'd like to do uh, old number third. <laughs> And uh, this comes from uh, A.J. Hogg, uh, whose name was Arthur Hogg, from Rural Valley. Uh, this is the same Hogg you mentioned earlier. Did our, you mention a, an, an A.J. Hogg? Or a, uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's the one. Uh, he was a high school principal uh, in his day, uh, and was, so was his brother, Calvin. And they were both fiddlers, although uh, A.J. is the only one who uh, shows up in the book of... Uh, fiddle tunes hmm. uh, this tune he learned when he was a boy from his father and his father learned it when he was a boy and that takes it back to Civil War times hmm. uh, and I'm guessing it was a fife tune uh, it's kind of sounds like it and the, the name suggests hmm. you know it was just part of a a set of music you know old number third probably was some sort of a uh, set of drills or something like yeah. that you know
Mark, Barbara, and former guest of the show, Richard Withers, are finishing their tour in California this very weekend, so go catch them for a fiddle workshop, jam, and house concert in Alameda on Friday, Mountain View on Saturday, and Los Gatos on Sunday. Everyone else should go to snappinbug.com to find out when and where they're playing next and get links to purchase their digital and physical albums. All of that is linked in this episode's show notes on your podcast app. Also linked there is Get Up In The Cool's Patreon, which is how the show is funded, so if you want to chip in, that's the best way to do it. Thanks again to everyone who's been so generous all this time. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool. 